0: Hello, welcome to episode 77 of Sack Kings Therapy. Uh, we're coming to you right at the end of the Jazz Kings game, where the Kings lose 112 to 128. Um, and you know, uh, with me to co- what's it called? Cover the game. Jesus, stumbling on my words. Uh, Fong, he's back. Yes, hello, I am back again. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you talk to about uh, how the Kings did this game? I mean in my
1: opinion I thought the first few quarters they did pretty well offensively defensively of course you know we got to do what we got to do but uh overall I got to say why like, we got pretty lucky with the rebounding especially you know uh why like, we're not too great of a rebounding team compared to the Jazz I'm assuming and uh why like, yeah we just got the rebounds uh we got our points uh on the other end i Rashawn had could have had in my opinion a, a real career night uh but you know we weren't really uh, setting him up well in the last half um but he healed of course on and off darren fox also had a good night but you know i don't know it's like I, I gotta say it's because of uh rudy gobert uh in the paint uh, that is preventing him from driving in more but i feel like he should shoot a lot more mid-ranges and of course a, a few less uh three attempts but he did make four or seven uh and you know i feel like there's really not much in terms of offense from this uh, from the kings that needs any fixing uh the bench didn't pull through as much as I hoped, in my opinion. But you know, overall, like we could have, we could have uh, kept up the weed, in my opinion.
0: Uh, well, cause I'll, I'll start with your rebounding thing. Uh, so Jazz are actually number one in rebounding this this season, and they're they've actually they actually went past their rebounding average. They got fifty two this game, and their season average is about forty eight. I think just over forty eight. Let me see. Yes, 48.3 per game, and they actually got 52 this game. The big differentiator, though, is that they got 11 offensive rebounds to R4, but you say, like, we got lucky. I felt like we actually, like, there was a lot more of a focus on, like, particularly Harrison Barnes was the one I noticed it with, to grab that offensive or grab that defensive rebound, like— there were a lot of times where I where Gobert gets his hand on the ball or like one of their big men get on the ball but another guy on the Kings is you know crashing for the defensive rebound. So I just think there was a better focus on trying to get the rebound, you know, Mo Harkless got eight, Harrison Barnes only got six even though it felt like he got a lot more. Um mm-hmm. Sean got ten, Buddy Hill got five. I think those are around the average. But like I thought it was a good, re- I thought it was just a better focus on getting rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, your second point about just you know De'Aaron scoring, like he scored pretty well this game, 11 for 20. You know, four for six from free throw line. You would like to see more free throws from him, but it is what it is sometimes. But you know, he. Like, this game, I thought he played well for the most part. There were stretches where, like, you know, again, like, when he just jacks up threes, those are my least favorite kinds of shots. But, he, like, there was one possession where he jacked up a three, you know, that we get the offensive rebound, and then he attacks the rim. So, like, you know, it's not... You know, I thought he was fine for the most part. Would would I like to see him pull over more mid-rangers? Yes, because that's what Gobert gives up. He gives up the mid-range. Like, the game against the Phoenix in particular, like, you know, uh, Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker lit his ass up on mid-range shots. And that's really the main way you can attack Gobert. And Gobert didn't have a good game. Like, you know, he only had six points, but, you know, that's not his value. His value is being that rim protector in it was pretty good, I think, overall this game. And your final point about Rashawn, like Rashad had, I think, 25 points through three quarters and didn't score in the fourth. And in the fourth, you really notice like the the kind of dying down of the offense. Like there was a lot less movement. It's one screen. And then, you know, a, for a, like a kick out pass that leads to nothing or like, you know, a like basically it's one pass and then a shot. And usually it's from the ball handler. In. A lot of Buddy jacking up threes, even though he didn't make some, but like, I think Rashawn not scoring in the fourth shows you how the offense just died in the fourth quarter. And unfortunately, we had we had two very noticeable droughts. Uh, One was during the like the mid to end of third quarter and then. At the and the end and uh, at towards the middle and the end of the fourth quarter, and a lot of that has to do with just not getting a lot of ball movement on offense.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And you know, I don't know like what like the shift between you know uh, what has happened in the first few quarters and the uh, fourth quarter. It seems like a drastic change in our offense, and I don't know why or how or you know you know why are we uh, all of a sudden just playing this way you know
0: i mean it is the fourth quarter like yeah t- t- sure you would love to see like you know a lot of ball movement running the offense quote unquote and just getting ball movement but in in crunch time like that it is that's how offense usually runs it's more or less one or like one or two screens there's not as much ball movement as as like it, that's with every team it's not exclusive to the Kings, but it's unfortunate because the Kings don't have enough shot creators and, you know, guys that can actually attack the closeout when Fox or as someone creates an opening. It's just, I think it's a talent issue more than anything, than anything to really do with the offense. Like buddy is really the only guy that like, I felt like the ball got kicked out to and that fucker is going to launch and it's not always a good shot. And he has not been making those shots and. That's just what happens in the fourth. And, you know, um, the Jazz, like Donovan Mitchell, drew a lot of free throws, like, off of those off of those attacks. And they have, like, you know, they have, like, multiple shot creators who can, you know, create. And I think it just lessens the burden on Donovan Mitchell. Fox just doesn't have that luxury. He is the sole creator, really, on this team.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, under that, like, Nothing else we could do much besides, you know, try playing the game and hoping stuff happens. And, yeah, it's too bad that fourth quarter had to end that way, as usual. And, you know, we'll just have to somehow bounce back, I guess.
0: I mean, yeah. Um, The, the main difference of this game, free throws. Uh, we actually shot, well, like, they, they made four more threes than us, which also is a big deal. But, like, they attempted eight more threes than we did. Mm -hmm. And we actually shot better than the Jazz this game, but they had a lot more free throws than we did. We only had 22, made 14, and they had 35 and made 30. So, like, that was the big difference of the game and the big swing factor. And, you know, like, Donovan Mitchell is clearly the best player from the 2017 draft, and he showed it this game. It, It didn't feel like he scored that much, but he ended up with 42 points and 15 from 17 from the free throw line. Now, he is a superstar. Like, unfortunately, that's, what's Fox, that's what Fox has to do. But I, there's just so much burden on Fox. Like, he needs some sort of help on, like, the shot creation and just someone else that can run the offense. Like, Tyrese is going to get there in terms of running the offense. But I don't know about shot creation. And, you know, we, we, need, a, we need, you know, an upgrade in talent. And that's really just the story of the game.
1: Yep, Right. we're just gonna have to play through the season, and you know, hopefully Monty makes a few changes, and you know, we we just got they just got hit the gym, and hopefully uh, we could mark up some plays starting next season because this this is gonna be happening for the rest of the season.
0: <laughs> I, I will say though, it's good to see the Kings actually come out with good energy this game. Like they actually played with a sense of urgency. They came mm-hmm. out strong. But, like, they did slow down during the course of the game, but it's good to see them being able to do that. And, you know, it sucks that we had, we lost this game, but, like, you know, it. I mean, I wasn't expecting us to win this game. But, like, this game really didn't – I didn't really care for this game because, you know, you already lost, like, what, five in a row, and three of those games were winnable games. And, you know, at this point, I'm a bit apple aproposal apathetic to this but like it's good to see them be able to hold their own for the most part i you know i always say kings play a good three and a half quarters of basketball a lot of the time and fortunately this is to another one of those cases they got up for this team but this team is ultimately more talented and simply outlasted us towards the end
1: yeah i always say it was more of a fun watch you know they they tried their best against a top tier team and you know it was a pretty fun uh, ball game, I, yeah, like I said, for three quarters, in my opinion.
0: Shout-outs to Joe Ingles, though. He, he, You can tell he pissed off some people on, on the Kings, and it's <laughs> a bit disheartening to kind of see no one go go up at, like, go at him. Granted, he's not the guy you go at anyways, but it's just like, you know... He he's a, he's famous for this, and you know it's, it was pretty funny to see him do it against the Kings. Like every time he hit a shot, he let the Kings know it, and sometimes the Kings responded, and sometimes they didn't. But you know it, it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, well that's all we have for you know the Jazz game. Uh, good game overall. Unfortunately, they lost at the at the end because the Jazz are simply a better team, and they took care of business. But at this point, like. You know, the, the play-in is looking farther and farther away. You know, I'm I'm a bit just, you know, I'll try to look at the positives. And, you know, I'm not saying we're going to win the lottery, uh, you know, the draft lottery. But, you know, it, don't, it wouldn't be the worst thing to get like a top four pick somehow or even end up with the 10th pick. But I will say those people who say like, well, look what we did with the 12th pick. Don't expect that to happen. I'm just gonna temper expectations here. Where if we end up getting the 10th pick or like you know somewhere in the teens or like the the late lottery, don't expect another Tyrese. Expect a good player. Like that'll you know make a bit of a difference, but like they're not gonna make a huge. Deal. Don't expect like a game changer at 10. We need to get in the lottery and get one of those guys. You know Jalen, you know Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, uh, Evan Mobley, K. Cunningham. Those those are the franchise changers that will really change your fortune, and yeah, just don't expect much if we end up getting the tenth pick. Just gonna temper expectations right now.
1: Well, we're just gonna have to pray that we get top five, in my opinion. So.
0: Ah, uh, we can't get the five. I don't think so. Oh, no. we don't. But
1: well, that's top too four, bad. It's
0: top four, basically ten. There's kind of no in between, I think.
1: Hmm. Oh. We'll just have to see, I guess. Maybe we'll make some trades up. I don't know. Possibly. Which I doubt.
0: <laughs> I think. I think we can make some stuff happen around that time. Like I. Do, I mean, I don't see Marvin sticking around, honestly. And I don't see. I hope Buddy doesn't stick around, because boy, I'm. I'm ready to just salary dump him on the Knicks or something. Like it's that bad at this point.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll get stuff back for uh, them too. We'll uh, don't see.
0: expect much for Buddy. I'll just temper your expectations on that as well. Um, yeah, Marvin maybe, but like, yeah, don't expect much for Buddy. You know, that's a that's a thick contract.
1: I mean, as long as it's not potato chips and uh, soda, I'm fine.
0: We just might end up getting that, so... No. Anyways, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit too much, uh, you know, draft talk. That's, unfortunately, that's where I'm at. I don't know about you, Fong, but that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm I'm not expecting them to make the playoffs, even the play-in at this point. Like, yeah, I I don't think they deserve to make the play-in. If they just walk ass backwards into it, I'm, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be happy if they if they can make the play-in. Just, I mean, at this I, point, I'm not expecting that at all.
1: I mean, if if they do somehow make it, I'll just you know give them a pat in the ass and say good job, <laughs> you somehow made it. But yeah, yeah. But,
0: like, I don't think they deserve it if you if you get what I'm saying.
1: No. Yeah, this team I I don't think they deserve it yet. Uh maybe next year, maybe next year, but for now yeah, I'm I'm looking forward for the
0: draft. Yeah, uh, a little bit of a preview for a few months from now, which is where I'm assuming we're going to end. So, yeah, yep, Kings lose against the Jazz, but you know, good game overall.
1: Yeah. Pretty good game, and uh, next game I'm not I'm not gonna make this mistake again. It's Monday. I, it I is Monday. I, yes, it is it, Monday. It is Monday. <laughs> I said Wednesday last time for the Detroit game, and I was wondering where where that stream was, but it was actually Thursday.
0: Yeah, a, uh you know you it, you didn't well you did miss a lot, no, not in a good way. But...
1: I've yeah I've heard, but uh it'll be Monday April twelfth at 9 p.m. Eastern against New Orleans uh, Pelicans so yeah we shall see
0: we're Especially gonna get as, some we're gonna see some point Zion
1: yeah bulldozing us down my gosh that man
0: the tickets as low as ten dollars according to ESPN right now so you're in <laughs> if you're in New Orleans you know they're open
1: I think you could technically, like, fly and get a ticket and still be the, like, a smaller cost than what we could get at the Kings Arena.
0: I've heard stories of people being able to get 50 This was a, during the Anthony Davis year. You could get a front row seat for $50. Jeez. It was sad, bad at, at points, which is crazy to me.
1: Even during playoff runs?
0: <laughs> I don't know about the playoff runs, but, like, during those Anthony Davis years. Yeah. Uh, they just were not a draw because uh, the Saints are in town, and that's the main sports team.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's always been.
0: Okay, well you know that we've gone far enough off the rails. Okay, all right, we'll see you guys uh probably Monday. I'll, I'll have to see if we can publish an episode that night, but if not, we'll be coming back to you at some point.
1: All right, yeah, we'll see you guys later. oh, 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 oh